Jesus Priors. Praise God. Praise God. Lift your two hands with me this morning and just bless the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your loving kindness in our lives. Wherever you are hearing the sound of my voice, go ahead and give God some praise today and just appreciate him for his goodness uh, and for his wondrous works in your life. He kept us he kept, uh, and he keeps blessing us and he keeps filling us with his spirit. Father, we're grateful. We're grateful for your love. We're grateful for your love. And we ask today, Father, that you breathe upon your word today. Let it minister grace to every hearer. Let your healing power flow into every home, into every life, everywhere people are gathered to be a partaker of this message. We ask, Lord, your word says you sent your word and you heal them and you deliver them from all their destructions. Let that be the testimony of this uh, message. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we ask, Holy Spirit, pervade and permit every heart, make the atmosphere in every location conducive for the outflow of the supernatural. Uh, cause our hearts to be open to receive the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. We bless you, Father. Have your way today and let your name be glorified in Jesus' precious name. Amen. And somebody say, believe in amen. Glory be to God. I want to welcome you to service today. I believe that you've had a very great second week of, of the year. And as we move into the third week of the year and also the third week of our prayer and fasting exercise as a congregation at the Elevation Church. I, I believe that God is going to multiply strength to you like never before in the name of Jesus. Uh, for everyone joining us online, everyone joining us on TV, and all of Eleva Elevation Church members online, everywhere uh, that you're joining us from in any country at all, I want to welcome you very, very specially. Uh, and I want to ask that you take distractions away from you and get ready to be blessed uh, with the word of grace this morning. Now, if you have not been joining us uh, with, in the fasting, I want to invite you to join us uh, this last week. You can just do this last week with us. Now, our fasting is a wet fast, so as you fast, you can drink water all through the day, and then you break at sundown, uh, 5, 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. You, you can break uh, around that time. We have a prayer point that we send out on a daily basis on our social media platforms, and if you're on our uh, mailing list, you also get the prayer point, and it's all right there on our website, elevationng.org forward slash fasting. Uh, if you want to be a part of this last week with us, I, I know that as you partake of, uh, uh, as you participate, God is going to smile on you because it's a gesture from you to get closer to God, to deprive yourself of your necessary meal so that you can seek the face of God and show that your heart is panting uh, for him, that you, 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 you're, you're hungry for his presence uh, rather than being just hungry for your necessary meal. Uh, and as you do that this week, I pray that God will bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus and that your journey, uh, your spiritual development uh, will, will step up and the rest of this year for you you will see the end of God like never before in Jesus precious name amen we've been uh, discussing on the 
our word for the year, the theme for the year, which we say is greater, uh, greater glory, greater grace, greater favor, uh, that the hand of God is coming upon us greater this year, which is the word that God has given us to ride into this year with. And if you haven't, uh, if it's your first time joining any of our services uh, and you haven't listened to any of the messages this season, I want to encourage you to get on, our, uh, on, on uh, all of our platforms, especially our YouTube platform, and listen again and again. A guy chapter 2, verse 6 to 9, is the anchor scripture for the year for us at the Elevation Church. God said, I'm shaking everything. I shake the nations, shake the sea and the dry ground. And uh, the desire of all nations shall come unto me. And he says, I'm going to release my glory upon this temple. And he said, if you have seen this temple in its former uh, uh, nature, then you, you haven't seen anything yet. Uh, because uh, the glory of the latter temple shall be greater than the former. And it's talking about what's going to uh, be my lot and your lot because we are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in us and the glory of God is being released upon us this season. Now, in the year where God says he wants to do greater things in your life and he wants to pour out his grace upon your life, I think an appropriate positioning would be uh, that somebody goes back to school to be able to learn how to make better decisions. And that's what I'm attempting to do uh, with this two-part series within this month on making better decisions. I've titled this Four Questions, How to Make Great Decisions. Four Questions, How to Make Great Decisions. Four Questions, How to Make Great Decisions. That's, that's, that's what I've titled this. Uh, uh, I need for you to understand as I go into this message this morning that one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself this season is uh, to examine how you make decisions, the quality of your decisions, uh, the kind of decisions that will be facing you this season, and how you want to wade through those decisions. In the scriptures, we saw many people who made terrible decisions. Terrible decisions. And we saw people who also made great decisions. Talking about people who made great decisions. David, for instance, the king of Israel in the Old Testament, who brought down Goliath as a young teenager. He made many good decisions and a few bad decisions as well. He was very intentional about how God will lead him through his life. We saw him in many places, always asking God questions. Because questions are very important when it comes to decision making. And I'm going to dwell on that a lot more as we go into this teaching. That's why I titled this Four Questions on you know, How to Make Great Decisions. One of the things we saw in the life of David, that David surrounded himself with the right people who could help him to make better decisions. One of such was a man called Ahitophel. Ahitophel. And when Absalom came against David uh, 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 in 2 Samuel chapter 15, what we saw was that Ahitophel decided to go with, 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 with Absalom. And that was very terrifying for David. Because David knew how to source good counsel from people. Good counsel from people. That's, we're going to be speaking to that in this teaching. How do you source good counsel from people this season? Now, let me talk about and read now from the scripture about a man in the Old Testament also who made the most fundamental terrible decision. I mean, last slide, terrible decision. Serious, terrible decision. I don't know why I'm fixated on this. But I, need, I think somebody who may have made a bad decision before, this may resonate with it. 
And if you have never made a seriously terrible decision before, uh, I pray for you today that you will never have to make a very terrible decision that will impact negatively on your future in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, can somebody say a better amen to that? All right? In the book of Hebrews chapter 12, the, the, the writer of the book of Hebrews made a reference to the life of Esau. And I'm going to also read from Genesis 25 where Esau made that decision. Let's start out from the summary in Hebrews chapter 12 when you read from verse 14. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 it said, Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. So it's possible to fall short of the grace of God. So lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. By these, many become defiled. That, that, uh, 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 lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau. Like Esau. Who for one morsel of food sold his birthright? For you know that afterwards, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance, though he sought it diligently with tears. When you make bad decisions, you end up in regrets. 2021, I pray for someone today that you will not know regrets in the name of Jesus. When you make better decisions, you limit or eliminate regrets from your life. And I pray for someone again this morning that this is the season where you will eliminate a life of regrets, where you will eliminate regrets from your life in the name of Jesus. The grace coming upon you this season is a grace that will help you to live free of regret as you make better decisions in your life. Now, in Genesis 25, the story was very explicit. How Esau uh, came short of the, the grace of God how the root of bitterness started to spring up in him, how he, 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 he looked away from the importance of good decisions and made a, a, a lifelong decision anyhow. One of my mentors once said there are two types of people, the Esau kind of people and the Jacob kind of people. Yeah, the Jacob type of people and the Esau type people. One is a person that, you know, focuses on the future today. And the other one is the one that makes decisions today, not thinking about the future at all. One makes decisions based on their emotions and the need of the moment. While the other one makes decisions, having looked into the horizon and understand what is ahead, that the future is bright, the future is ahead, my destiny you know, is big, and I'm going to make decisions that will make me actualize that destiny. I pray for someone today. Whatever the enemy may be planning, the devil may be planning to cut you short from being able to participate or partake in the plans of God, in the glory of God, in the greater glory that God has for you in 2021 and beyond, uh, uh, whatever plans will, will, will shortchange you or, or take you away from it, will stop it today in the name of Jesus. 
And as you say amen to that, I need you to understand one thing. One of the thing, main things that will deliver the future into your hand is the quality of the decisions that you are making today. The quality of the decisions that you are making today. So in Genesis 25, when you read from verse 27, I read from the New Living Translation. I love to read through it quite, very quickly. It's one of those very uh, uh, important stories in the Bible. Uh, I'll read through this, and I'm going to tell you a few things about decisions. And then we're going to go into the four questions that will aid better decision-making in your life. By the way, uh, 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 I'm starting with only one of those questions today, and then we'll continue uh, next time on it. But let, let, let's get into this. Genesis 25. From verse 27. It says, as the boys grew up, talking about Esau and Jacob, they were born the same day, but Esau came out first. He said, as the boys grew up, Esau became a skillful hunter. He was an outdoors man, but Jacob had a quiet temperament, preferring to stay at home. Esau loved, I mean, Isaac loved Esau because he enjoyed eating the wild game Esau brought home. But Rebekah loved Jacob because Jacob uh, was an indoors man, whilst uh, Esau was an outdoors man. And be any man that is very homely uh, will be loved by a woman who is probably homely herself. So uh, Rebekah loved Jacob. One day, Jacob was cooking some stew. So you understand what I'm saying? Jacob is the kind of guy uh, that would not mind spending time in the kitchen, just cooking all kinds of stew, you know, doing uh, home chores and all that, while Esau was a man about town, you know, hunting for game and doing all that. So one day, Jacob was cooking some stew. Esau arrived home from the wilderness exhausted and hungry. So he had a need. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of that red stew. This is how Esau got his other name, Edom. I guess it's the father of the Edomites in the Bible. Edom, which means red. This guy literally loved red stew or red meat or whatever you want to call it. To the point that they named him by that name. Edom, be careful uh, what you get so familiar with. Be careful what you get so used to. Be careful what you say I cannot live without. Be careful what is driving your life. Esau, at this point, uh, the red stew has become a major driver in his life. It looks like his life was being driven by the red stew. So they nicknamed him after what they loved. All right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. Now, in the culture where they lived, the child, I mean, the, the boy that came out of the womb first as the one that is regarded as the firstborn. And the rights of the firstborn is the absolute inheritance or, or, or some measure of great inheritance from the father. And there's a special blessing that is also meant for the firstborn. And Esau, because it, the, this privilege was a postdated check, Esau, based on the emotion of the moment, made a terrible decision. Esau said, look, I'm dying of starvation. 
I'm going to pander to my hunger this time. I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my battery to me now? Now. What good is it to me now? You know, there are many things that people say, look, uh, it's not important now. What good is it for me to me now? But Jacob said, first, you must swear. You must swear that your birthright is mine. So Esau swore an oath, thereby selling his right as the firstborn to his brother Jacob. Then Jacob gave Esau some bread and lentil stew. Esau ate the meal, then got up and left. It showed contempt, the scripture says, uh, this New Living Translation. It says it shows contempt for its right as the firstborn. May you not show contempt for what is important for the fulfillment of your destiny. God organized that Esau will come out first. So there are privileges that, he, that happened to him just by sheer providence. Many people have wasted the, 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 the pri privileges that God has given them through bad decisions. Many people have not been able to uh, uh, maximize networks and associations and relationships because of bad decisions. Many people went to great schools, but they could not leverage the school they went because of certain bad decisions. Many people had the opportunity to have a great marriage, but they could not leverage or maximize the blessing of the marriage covenant because of bad decisions, because of the ability, uh, the inability, uh, pardon me, the inability to delay gratification. Are you still with me today? This is very important and, and, and I need to follow me. You need to understand as you go into 2021 that uh, uh, though you may have set goals, but goals are not enough. You need good decisions to power the achievement of your goals. In this scripture that we just read, Esau did not even set the goal to be the firstborn. It was God that organized it for him. But because his decisions were not good enough, it could not power divine privilege. It could not power divine benefits. And he lost out on it. So you have set a goal this year. Oh, I want to be a better husband this year. Oh, I want to break into my, my first million in dollars this year. The next thing is, what decisions are you making to aid the achievement of that goal? Now, there are five things that I want to quickly talk about that you need to know about decisions. Then I'll talk about, I'll start to talk about the four questions that we hate better decisions or great decisions in your life. Five things that you need to, to know when it comes to decisions. One, that you are not the only person impacted by your decisions or the regrets that come out of the decisions. Yeah, you are not the only person. Think about it. If you are married, your spouse will be impacted. If you're married, if you have children, your children will be impacted. If you run a business, for instance, and you lead a company, a bad decision that you made as a CEO will affect the company, the future of the company, and everyone that works in the company. If you are in political leadership and you make a bad decision, your, your decision will affect your nation. As a Nigerian, for instance, I was thinking about it lately. That imagine just thinking about what happened in America recently, uh, where the president was posturing as if he, he did not want to concede 
to, the, the, to defeat in the election. I was thinking about it in 2015 or 2016, uh, home president, uh, ex-president here in Nigeria, President Gulag Jonathan, what would have happened if he did not concede that election? Perhaps the country may have gone into conflict, all kinds of armed conflict and a state of anarchy. And today, the man is celebrated you know, around the world because of that singular decision that he made. What kind of decision are you making this season? Uh, do you, are, you, uh, are you coming to the realization that your decision can affect a whole nation? I am fully aware as a pastor, for instance, there are decisions I would make that can affect the whole congregation and everyone who calls me their pastor. So it, it makes me, you know, it humbles me uh, when I'm faced with critical decisions, I need to run to God. So you need to understand that your decisions are not, I mean, you're not the only person that will be impacted by the decisions that you make. Many people will be impacted by it. You know, sometimes you think about it and you wish, for instance, that your parents did not divorce. <laughs> if you came from a broken home, for instance. You wish your parents did not divorce. But when they tell the story, they, they have their excuses for, for going their separate ways. But their decision impacted you negatively. And you can, if not for Christ, you know how your life could have turned out just because of that decision that they made. It's important to know that private or personal decisions have public outcomes. So when people say, it is my decision, it's none of your business, they are not always right. They are not always right. It's not only your decision. And don't always say it's none of your business. I understand it's your business, but it affects many other people. So as a business owner, when you want to make a decision, consult, I mean, consider your employees. It's, not, it's their business also. It's not just about you. Though you are the visionary, you are the founder, but you need to consider other people. Let me move quickly. Secondly, your decision determines the direction and the quality of your life. You know, it's one thing for you to feel like God is helping me. The grace of God is upon my life. You can run short of grace if you continue to make bad decisions. Can I say that one more time? You can run short of the grace of God if you, can, if you continue to make bad decisions. So, your decisions determine the direction and quality of your life. For a greater life, make better decisions that will minimize your regrets. Yeah. Great lives will not just fall on your laughs. It's not like you just wake up and you just realize that now I have a greater life or a better life because God spoke to us as a church. No, you power it by making better decisions, making great decisions. Your decisions determine the story of your life. Your your, you decide your way to a better or good story whenever you make a, a better decision. You know, a decade from now, we're going to be talking about the pandemic and the decisions people made in the face of uncertainty. And the people who pander to their flesh... Or, or panda, uh, you know, to what is going on around to make a decision. And then it becomes a story. What kind of story do you want to tell with your children and grandchildren in 20 years' time about the decisions you're making this season and how it will impact their own lives, yet, uh, in, in, yet unborn? Yeah, even people that are not born yet. Because you can imagine people who are moving from one city to the other, one nation to the other, that some decisions you make right now 
that may impact either positively or negatively even on your unborn children or grandchildren. That's why you need to be careful about decisions you make. Number three, your response to other people's decisions is your choice or is your decision. Your response to other people's decision is your decision. Yeah. Your response to other people's decision is your decision. As we are all around right now, many people are making all kinds of decisions. Somebody's decision may spur you up onto action, one kind of action or the other. Somebody's decision may even bring depression into your own life, thinking, oh, maybe this person has left me and has moved on or doing better than me and all that. I want you to understand that your response to other people's decision is your decision. So, uh, reaction creates regrets. Response uh, creates good or better decisions. How do I mean? People who, make, who react based on the spur of the moment, like Esau in, in the passage that we read. Esau was reacting to the hunger that he was feeling at that time. That was the only thing powering his decision. I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. That's all. That was the only thing that was pa pa uh, you know, powering Esau's decision. I'm hungry. That was all. Nothing more. Oh, your battery is here. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And I don't, I don't, uh, I, I just want this hunger problem to be solved. And anything that will solve it, even if it has future implication, I don't care. I don't care. That will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. I said, that will not be your portion in the name of Jesus. An appropriate or good response always creates a better path forward, a better pathway forward. An appropriate or good, you know, response. So when things are happening around you, please don't react, respond. Reaction is, is just based on emotion. Response is based on understanding or revelation knowledge about what is happening. Yeah. Sometimes the people need to count one to three or four before you say something when somebody just spoke to you. How you respond is important. Don't react, respond. Because when you respond, your position to make better decisions. Reaction will lead to regret. Response will lead to better decisions. Number four, to make better decisions, you must manage your emotions. It just rides into what I was saying before. To make better decisions, you must manage your emotions. You must manage your emotions. What would you do if no one was there to tell you what to do? Because people who refuse to manage their emotions, they're always looking for someone to tell them what to do. It's good to ask people questions. But the quality of the question you ask is what determines the quality of the answer you get. <laughs> so what, what do you think about just making up your mind that I'm going to manage my emotion better. I'm going to delay gratification. I'm not going to be driven by the negativity around me. I'm not going to be driven by what is going on around me. I'm not going to be driven by the crisis around me. I'm not going to be driven by the uncertainty around me. I'm, not, uh, 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 I'm going to stand free of anger of regret, of fear, these are all emotions. And these emotions drive decision-making sometimes. And people are making decisions on a daily basis. They don't even know which emotion is driving them to make that decision. 
the last thought on the importance of decisions. Good questions lead to good decisions. Good questions lead to good decisions. Yeah. Good questions will always lead to good decisions. So uh, uh, you, you hear people say something like, especially when they are in regret or they have made a terrible mistake, I should have asked more questions. Somebody went to buy a car. You didn't tell any of your friends about it. And then you realize that you bought something uh, that, that you, you will not take you home or that could not take you to work the next day. And you have many friends who know about cars, but you, didn't, you, you just wanted to surprise them. Now you, you start to say, I should have asked more questions. When people get into terrible situations in relationship or marriage, especially in marriage, when it looks like the marriage is not going to work out or something like that, they say things like, I should have asked more questions. I should have asked more questions. Because good questions lead to good decisions. Good questions lead to good decisions. Yeah. Good questions lead to good decisions. And I need to ask you, what type of questions are you asking this season? What kind of questions are you asking this season? Who are you asking those questions? These two things are very important. What kind of questions are you asking this season? And who are you asking those questions? Proverbs chapter 20 and verse number 5 in the New Living Translation. It says, Though good advice lies deep within the heart, a person with understanding will draw it out. Yeah, a person with understanding will draw it out. And King James Version says, Counsel in the heart of a man is like, he said it's like deep waters or something like that. And he said a man of understanding will bring it out. The next counsel you need, uh, the next wisdom you need is already in the heart of someone. Yeah. And you can draw it out when you ask questions, when you ask the right kind of questions and you ask the right kind of person. Yeah. When you're asking the right person and you're asking the right questions. So, uh, Proverbs 11 and verse 14, New King James Version, it says, Where there's no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. In the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Where there's no counsel, people fall, but in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. Who, which kind of questions are you asking this season? About your marriage, about your career, about your spiritual life, about relationships? And who are you asking those questions? It's not enough to just say, this is 2021. God has spoken to us as a people at the Elevation Church. It's greater grace, greater glory, greater favor, and all that. What will power all that are the decisions that you are making this season. The quality of the decision that you are making. So who are you talking to and what kind of question are you asking? Uh, Proverbs 15 and verse 22. It says, without counsel, plans go awry. Uh, but... In the, 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 the multitude of councils, they are established. Plans are established in the multitude of, of council. So when you get the right kind of council, what happens is that your plans have a better chance to be established. And there are all kinds of questions that people ask. All kinds of questions. People ask frivolous questions, and they ask important questions as well. Some people sometimes will say, uh, when they want to make a decision, will I enjoy it? Enjoyment is not enough. Sometimes it's, it's enough in, in mundane things. Just like Esau asking, will I enjoy it? <laughs> Enjoyment is not enough. The future is at stake. It's like somebody asking you to come and have inordinate affection, 
uh, you know, and have sex out of marriage and say, will I enjoy it? Of course you will enjoy it. <laughs> uh, but the sorrow that may come out of it is what you may not enjoy. The regret that will come out of it is not what you may not enjoy. And you need to limit the regrets that you, you will encounter in your life this season. Some people will ask, is it cheap? Many times, you know, people who ask the question like, is it cheap? They are the people who fall for sales. They buy something. I've been like that before. I remember. <laughs> One time I was in, in South Africa many years ago. This was maybe about 18 years ago. I was in South Africa, and I got into the Santon City Mall. And as at the time, I hadn't seen a mall that big. Everything was just calling for me, calling my attention. Yeah. And I saw sales, sales. I almost finished the money on me. And I got home, I realized that more than half of what I bought, I didn't need them. Some of them did not even size me. <laughs> Some of the clothes. But because it was sales, it was cheap. Yeah. Uh, I've since repented. I don't just buy things because it's, it's cheap or because it's on sales. That's, when you ask the right question, the wrong question at that time is not just that is it cheap. It would be something like, do I really need it? Is this time for it? Yeah. Uh, so people ask the question, will he, will he hurt me? Yeah. And uh, sometimes when people say, when they say, oh, yes, it hurts a bit, I'm not doing. Yeah. Sometimes in life, you have to do things that may hurt. Because not every pain is bad. Some pain is there. I mean, God put, allow some pain to strengthen you. Is that somebody who wants to give birth and back new, newness, back destiny. And you say, will the process hurt? Of course, when you're pushing out a baby, it hurts. But it's just, it's just our light affliction, like Paul says, which is just but for a moment. It works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. When a baby comes out of that painful process, when something new comes out, when a new business comes out, when a new relationship comes out, you know that the pain is what is worth it. Yeah, the heart is worth it. Not every pain is bad and you can't keep running away. You can't keep running away. I speak prophetically to someone who is about to run away out of a relationship right now. I need you to understand that if you endure, endure this affliction and endure this pain, you're going to bat a better and greater relationship ahead. That's why you can't keep running. Stop running. God wants to help you with wisdom. And you need to access that wisdom so that you can make better decisions. It's the decisions you made in time past that brought you to this point where you're running from pillar to post. And God wants you to stop and embrace his word so that you can start to make better decisions. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. So, today's decisions may rob you of something in the future. Yeah. Especially when you make uh, a terrible decision today. Just like Esau. Just like Esau. The decision he made in Genesis 25 robbed him of his birthright later in the future when his father Isaac was old. And he then called for him to be blessed. What he didn't know was that he already sold his birthright. He was still trying to get it because he, he, he despised it then and then he wanted it now. But God organized Rebekah and Jacob, you know the story, yeah, to, to corner that, that blessing from his hand because he actually sold it. So Jacob invariably was actually not a bad person. He just took delivery of what he paid for many years ago when he submitted the, stew of, the bread and the stew of lentil to Esau, who was making a bad decision. Now, wrapping up today, four important types of questions that you must ask 
if you will start to make better decisions. One is what I call the integrity question. And two is the consecration question. Three is the love question. And four is the priority question. Priority question. Let's wrap up this week with the integrity question, and then we'll continue from there next week. The integrity question. The integrity question says, am I being honest with myself, with God, and with others? Yeah. Am I being honest with myself, with God, and with others? So when you want to take a decision, ask yourself, am I being honest with myself, with God, and with others? So, yeah. So when asking this integrity question, it's important that you recognize that the easiest person to deceive is the person that you see when you look into a mirror. That's yourself. You are the easiest person to deceive. Many people don't tell themselves the truth. They can be truthful to other people, but they deceive themselves. And overlook things that are not important, I mean that are important in their own lives. Look at how Esau postured. And he deceived himself by discountenancing his, his birthright, by, by you know, treating the birthright with contempt. And he deceived himself. The integrity question says, Am I being honest with myself, with God, and with others? Dishonesty erodes credibility. That's what it does. Yeah, dishonesty erodes credibility. Rigorous honesty is the first rule of recovery. Anytime you want to recover from a bad decision, please engage rigorous honesty. Rigorous honesty is the first rule for recovery. Tell yourself the truth even if it hurts. Yeah, tell yourself the truth even if it hurts. Say it. I have been deceiving myself. I've been living a lie. I've believed a lie. Yeah. I've been making bad decisions. I've been with the wrong person. Yeah. I've been doing the wrong things at work. You, you know, when, when you tell yourself uh, uh, that, that truth and rigorous honesty, uh, uh, when you engage rigorous honesty, what happens is that you, 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 you are on your pathway to recovery God's way. Dishonesty leads to irresponsibility. When you see people who are living irresponsible lives, they are being dishonest to themselves. You see a man that's cheating on his wife. You see a man that is running his business down, deceiving himself, living irresponsibly. Dishonesty leads to irresponsible uh, uh, to, to irresponsibility. So am I being honest with myself? Really? That's the, the question that somebody needs to ask when you're about to make the next decision. Am I being honest with myself? Really? Be honest enough to ask and answer difficult questions. Let me give you an example of some difficult questions. One is, why do you dislike or hate him or her? Look at a friend that you have been running away from. They call you, you don't pick their call. You need to ask yourself the question. It may even be your parents. It may even be your, your siblings. Or an old friend. Why do you dislike or hate him or her? Why are you running away? 
Uh, why were you fired from your last job? Stop telling people that your boss, your boss you know, hated you. Or that the people in that office are not just nice. Some people will not even say I was fired. They just said I moved on. When you finish deceiving other people, stop deceiving your own self. It's not even good to deceive anybody, but the first person you should not deceive is yourself. Tell yourself, I didn't pull my weight. Tell yourself, I was dishonest at work. Tell yourself, I dropped the ball and I was out of the game. So that the next time you find yourself in the game, you hold the ball well. Somebody sit with me today. Glory be to Jesus. Oh, what, what a great way to start this year. Uh, uh, another question is, why are you still dating him or her? Yeah. Why are you still dating that person? Ask yourself this very honest question. Why? Why? You know this thing is going nowhere. This is a new year, 2021. It's time to make better decisions. Why are you still in that? Uh, why are you still dating a loser? Yeah. That's the question you need to ask yourself. And you have to be truthful to yourself. Why do you still work there in that place where you work? It's time for you to ask yourself the question. Honest question with honest answers. Why did you really file for divorce? For somebody, listen to me right now. You filed for a divorce. Why? What is the real reason? Have you been able to write it down? Because you'll be able to then query that decision appropriately and justify better. And when we ask other questions, or the remaining three other questions, then you understand what I'm talking about very well as we get more into it next week. Why did, uh, you know, you need to ask the question again, why did you quit your job if you, if you just left your job? Why did you quit your job? What is the real reason? You know, because somebody will say, I, I just didn't feel it again. Or I wasn't really challenged again. Is that the real reason? Because it's time for you to engage rigorous honesty with yourself. What is the real reason that you don't call your siblings or your parents? What is the real reason? Somebody needs to pin it down. Is it anger? Is it shame? Is it fear that they are against you? Is it fear of rejection? What's the real reason? Is it lack of your willingness to take responsibility for them? What is the real reason? Because until you deal with the real reason, you will not be able to make the appropriate decision. Your decision will be driven by emotions, negative emotions for that matter. And you will not be able to maximize what God wants to do in your life. You will struggle. Some people even go into counseling and they're still arguing. And you know, a good counselor does not tell you what to do. They just ask you great questions. And in the midst of all those questions, you find your footing. If you are truthful to yourself, you know this that the decisions I need to make. That's how powerful the uh, questions are. So this week, I want to encourage someone. Decide. I will not lie to myself, even if the truth makes me uncomfortable. Can we say that together? This week, I will not lie to myself, even if the truth makes me uncomfortable. One more time. This week, I will not lie to myself even if the truth makes me uncomfortable. And as you live your life this way, in 2021, the greater glory, the greater favor, the greater grace that God promised us, you will find it in your life manifesting on a daily basis. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. So I pray for everyone joined to this service today. I decree that the hand of God comes upon your life to make better decisions. Lift your two hands with me as we pray together. Father, I command a release of grace over everyone joined to this service. I decree an end to bad decisions. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as we wait upon you this season, as we fast and pray, we receive grace not to live like Esau, who sold his birthright, who ran short of grace. Everyone will enjoy superabundant grace this season, divine capacitation to make the right decisions. You will ask the right questions. You will ask the right people. You will draw out counsel from the heart of a wise person. My God will order your steps this season to connect with the wise, to connect with people with solutions. Uh, your questions uh, your, we, we hit the bulls high this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray for someone who has been distracted, who is already on the wrong path. I pray that my God will draw you back on the right path this season. Your decisions in 2021 shall be accurate and the name of Jesus shall be glorified in your life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for your presence over everyone joined to this service today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you move over everyone's life. You are the one that helps our infirmities. Help everyone this season to make the right decisions that will open them up for greater favor and greater blessings that will power greater glory that God is releasing upon our lives this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. We give you glory and we give you praise. In the precious name of Jesus. Now, before we bring the service to a close, can I pray for anyone who may be saying, PG, I'm far away from God. There's one decision that you need to make, which is a decision to rededicate your life to Jesus or to accept Christ into your heart. It all starts with a decision. Every relationship starts with a decision, including the relationship with God. It starts with a decision. Have you made that decision? Or are you living like Esau? Who treats things with contempt? Are you treating your connection with God with contempt? Are you concerned about where you're going to spend eternity? Or are you consumed by what is happening in our world today to the end that you don't believe that there's any other uh, 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 thing after this world? Can I pray for you today? If, there's, if you're that one person who's saying, PG, I'm far away from God, I need to come back to Jesus. Or I've never said a prayer before. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to pray for you today. If you will confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, that Jesus is the Son of God and that he is the Savior of the world, then you will be saved and your sins will be forgiven. Can you put your hand, your right hand on your heart and let's say a prayer together today. God will come into your life and he will give you a new beginning from this moment forward. In the name of Jesus. Can you say after me? Say, Father, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. So I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I receive you today as my Lord and my personal Savior. Come into my life and give me a new beginning from this moment forward in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I yield my heart to you. Fill me afresh to overflowing and direct and guide the affairs of my life. Thank you, everlasting Father, for accepting me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just said a prayer with us, I want you to know that God is starting a new thing in your life and God is uh, touching you 
in a new dimension this season. I want you to go to the chat room if you're watching on any of our social media platform and let us know that you just made a decision for Jesus. Just write it there, I just got born again, or I just rededicated my life. I just rededicated my life, or I just got born again. I just gave my life to Christ. Just write it there in the chat room. If you're watching this on TV, there are many, uh, that, that one or two numbers that may be displayed on the screen with an email address. I want you to send us an email or send us a WhatsApp message and just let us know, I just gave my life to Christ. We have uh, some materials that we'd love to send to you that will help you uh, uh, grow in your newfound faith and make better decisions that will aid your spiritual development as you go forward. So if you don't mind, send us an email or send us a WhatsApp uh, message and we will reach out to you. We'll connect with you and then we can take our relationship forward from there. As a responsible church, we want to be a part of your life. We want to help you steer your life in the right direction. Give you that, you know, framework with which you can keep making further decisions that will bring the glory of God uh, down in your life. In Jesus' precious name. Thank you for the decision you have made today. Uh, and uh, if you don't mind, we have a Zoom platform where you can join us if you're watching this online, where you can join us after now. Uh, and we can hang out with you for about five minutes and, uh, you know, exchange details with you and then start a relationship with you. The details will be on the screen and I look forward, uh, we look forward to, to being able to hang out with you on that Zoom platform. And God bless you. Praise God. I said praise God. If you're blessed today, wherever you are, whether you're in the car, you're in the office, you're at home, I want you to put your hands together. If you're in the office, just do it quietly and just appreciate Jesus. Just appreciate Jesus with me. God bless you. God bless you. And God who started a good work in you, he will perfect it in Jesus' name. Next week, we're going to continue on the four questions and the promises to be powerful. I don't want you to miss it for anything at all. Praise God. Before we bring the service to an end, we love to give to God. It's our culture at the Elevation Church to give to God every time we gather together. We believe that our worship is not complete until we have worshiped God with our substance. Because giving for us is an act of worship. It's an act of worship. So I want you uh, uh, to, to get ready to give. There are so many ways we give at the Elevation Church and it's been displayed on the screen. If you're local to Nigeria, then you can use any of the three banks they've displayed on the left-hand side of the screen uh, to give, whether with wire transfer or the USSD platform where you can give your offerings, your tithes, whatever you're giving to God today. And if you're watching us internationally and you love to give to the ministry of the Elevation Church and worship God with us with your substance today, the, the, the other ways you can give are there. On the bottom of the screen, you see uh, the, the, the platform, the secured platform on our website where you can use your cards to give and also you can do a wire transfer uh, through the GT Bank details that you have for international giving on the right-hand side of your screen. Uh, I pray today for everyone giving and supporting ministry at the Elevation Church and worshiping God with your substance. I pray that the hand of God comes upon your finances, that in 2021 and beyond, your financial decisions shall be accurate. Your investments will be protected in the name of Jesus. The devourer is rebuked for your sake. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you will not spend money on worthless things and on things that will erode your wealth. Uh, your projects will pan out well. Your businesses will grow. Your career uh, will move forward. In the name of Jesus, we pray the peace of God over your home. And the one that you honor with your substance today will honor you back in return. In things that money can buy and things that money cannot buy in the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Can I get a believing amen to that? Praise God, praise God, praise God. All right, I want to encourage you uh, as we go into the last week of our 21-day fast that you join us right from tomorrow morning. 
we have two prayer times in a day, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. West African time, that's GMT plus one, and also 7 p.m. Uh, to 8 p.m. GMT plus one. You can join us uh, to pray. You can either pray in the morning or pray in the evening or, 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 or join the two uh, if you have the time to do that. Praise God. We look forward to seeing you online as we pray together. All our prayers are virtual, online prayer gatherings on YouTube, on Zoom. If you go on elevationenergy.org forward slash fasting, you'll get the details uh, of the prayer point and how you can join us to participate in the fast. Uh, as you seek God this week, the hand of God comes upon you in a new dimension and it guides all your decisions in the precious name of Jesus. One more thing is that God goes ahead of you into the remaining months of 2021 and make great things happen in your life. It takes obstacles away from your path. That's what will happen as you seek him this early in the year. So don't forget, please join us from tomorrow morning. Again, it's the last lap. And uh, next Sunday will be a communion service. We're going to bring the word of God powerfully, pray together, and uh, share the communion. So you need to get communion materials around you next Sunday because we're going to be sharing communion in all of our physical location and all our, of our virtual platforms. We're going to be sharing communion. So please get ready to be a part of that as we round off our 21 days of prayer and fasting, which we call Fortify, uh, from next Sunday. That will be the end of the fast. Also, uh, if you haven't registered, I want to remind you, especially all our C-suite ex executives, business owners, uh, and, and business leaders, you are all cordially invited to the virtual edition of our Business and Economic Outlook event, Vantage Forum, uh, which we hold every January. Uh, this week, this, the next one is holding on the 30th of January, Saturday the 30th of January, from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And this time around, we have great speakers, great plenaries, and great breakout sessions. Uh, this is an online event, and you need to register. Registration is free, but you can register. Uh, but it's compulsory that you register so you can get the link to the platform for this event. ElevationNG.org forward slash Vantage Forum is where you can register. Uh, uh, this year, we have Mr. Bismarck Rowani, one of the foremost economists in, in Western Africa, CEO of Financial Derivatives Company. We're speaking uh, to the business outlook globally and also in uh, Africa. Uh, we also have uh, 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 Ms. Juliet Himua, who, who is the country director for Google, We're speaking to uh, the, 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 the imperative of technology in the new normal. Uh, it's something that we all need for our businesses and for our lives, and Juliet will be speaking to that subject, uh, being uh, a technology uh, director herself, country director for Google in West Africa. Mr. Kune Shorinio, who is the CEO of Ola Kune Shorinio Company, will be speaking uh, to uh, you know, new investment portfolios that we need to look into in cryptocurrency. What, what does it mean? It will be dis uh, demystifying crypto cryptocurrency and, uh, and all those kind of things at the Vantage Forum this year. We also have uh, Mrs. Funke Amobi, who is the country head of human capital at Stambic IBTC, and a host of others. They will be also be speaking to different other things, the future of work and how to prep uh, your, your staff to get ready uh, for the new normal. Uh, this event really promises to be uh, an eye-opener for us as we go into 
2021. So please register uh, elevationng.org forward slash Vantage Forum. Please make sure you register. Uh, I pray that this week will be the best week of this year for you so far and that you enjoy grace in unusual dimension in Jesus' precious name. Please stay tuned for a few more announcements and God bless you. Have a great week and see you next Sunday. God bless you. We believe you had a great time at service today. We'd really like to encourage you to subscribe and follow all our social media channels at Elevation NG so that you can get alerts and updates about our events. We're eagerly waiting for your testimony about how God has fortified you this season. Kindly share with us by sending an email to testimonies at elevationng.org. We encourage everyone to join our ongoing fasting and praying exercise tagged 45 and invite others around you. Our online prayers continue from Monday to Saturday at 6 a.m. and 7 p.m. GMT plus one on Zoom, YouTube and Mixler. Also, the 45 prayer points and prayer guidelines are available for download on elevationng.org slash fasting. If you'd like to join the Tekai workforce, please know that Tekai classes resume in February with two batches. Classes are online and will hold at 8 a.m. every Saturday. Batch 1 will hold on the first and second Saturdays, while Batch 2 will hold on the third and fourth Saturdays. Please click on the links now displayed to register for the respective levels. The next membership class will hold on Saturday the 30th of January at 8 a.m. online. To become a registered member of the Elevation Church, please register via the link now displayed. For inquiries, please send an email to info at elevationng.org. Our business and economic outlook event, Vantage Forum, will hold on Saturday the 30th of January from 9 a.m. It's strictly a virtual event and it's free to attend. Speaking are Mr. Bismarck Friwani, Gillette Ehimwan, Mr. Kunle Sherinyo, Mrs. Funke Amobik, and a host of others. Kindly know that this is strictly a virtual event and it's free to attend. The event is for business owners and C-suite executives, so we encourage you to register on time via elevationng.org slash Vantage Forum. Our next baby dedication will hold on Sunday the 7th of February at 2 p.m. prompt online. The link to register is now displayed. If you'd like to be a part of our online community, simply visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org to engage with people, get counsel, pray, and make friends. That's not all. You can also join a small group by sending an email to smallgroups.elevationng.org. It's a great year to get guidance, especially with your goals and dreams. Our counseling team is ready to help you with that, and you can contact them through any of the numbers now showing or send an email to counseling at elevationng.org. We're available if you need to reach us at any time during the week. Just send us a mail to info at elevationng.org or call us on 0700-ELEVATE. That's 0700-353-8283. There's greater in store for you, so get set to receive it. Have a fantastic week. God bless you.